And it's the PHNX Cardinals podcast post-game show. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, Britton Golden, the Arizona Cardinals just locked up their second preseason win. And uh, it's 2-1 for Jonathan Gannon and company following their 18-17 dub in Minnesota. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. Like this video. Welcome to your premiere Arizona Cardinal post game show on Bo Brock. You gotta like what you saw today. You didn't like the start, right? And no, you have to like that the team was able to rebound. No, I think that this shows a little resilience under JG, sure. and, yeah. and that's what they've continued to throw, show at least in two of the three preseason games. And that's all you could ask for. And you're looking for depth from these guys. You're looking for guys that want to uh, to to not give up. And yeah. that's what we saw on display: two 18 to 17 wins. That's weird. It is strange, but <laughs> Britain Golden, we'll take the dubs when we can get them at, the, at this case. I put, I put out a tweet right after the game was over. Like, when is the next time we're going to see a dub? We can worry about that differently because today it matters to these guys. It does, and it's good. It's a good confidence builder for some of these guys. Like you said, it started off a little slow, but to come back out, I think Clayton Toon had a great bounce back second series yeah. after the first one, and there's a lot of guys feeling confident, a lot of good play from a lot of the young guys and a lot of the guys trying to make a spot today. Yeah, we saw some guys play up until the fourth quarter that we did not expect. We'll talk about that. Corey Clement, Rashad Lawrence. I want to talk about this $5 super chat off the jump from our guy Free Matter for the blind. I know it's only the preseason, but suck on that. Byron, Byron Murphy, <laughs> who did not play, as did a lot of, uh, you know, well-named starters for Minnesota and the Cardinals. Cardinals, Bo Brock opened up this one with a tough start. As you mentioned, Clayton Toon goes out there and, uh, you know, as the sack fumble, the Cardinal defense doesn't look good. But really outside of those first couple possessions mm-hmm. in the first quarter, Cardinals controlled this game. They outrushed the Minnesota Vikings. They had a longer time of possession. Vikings did not score the entire second half. With the same quarterback. It's not like they substituted somebody in. Jaron Hall played the entire game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you want to talk about halftime adjustments, and especially just this coaching staff, to me, it's just on a different level than the, the prior regime. And I'm not going to go off the deep end and say one preseason game solidifies that, but you can just tell how well coached this, this club is now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they did a good job in keeping the team focused. And I think that that's, that's big. I, I'm not going to put too much stock in, like, halftime adjustments this in this of game. Of a preseason game? You don't want to put that <laughs> I, know, I know you're saying that you're joking. <laughs> yes. But, look, I mean, you, you play to win the game. You put a lot into it. You, uh, you kind of had, after two practices in Minnesota, your tail between your legs and a lot of people saying some – unkind things to say the least yeah. uh, about this Arizona Cardinals team and go in there and, and, and get a win against this this Vikings team that kind of imposes its will at least day one of this practice it's, it's got to be you know it's a positive to leave leave Minnesota on so look I mean we we, we want to talk we obviously going to break this down even get more kind of into the weeds as far as Clayton Toon the performance there obviously David Blau does he have a place on this roster what are, like who's going to make this roster who, who made their case we already see people lighting up the chat on that so I, I mean it's I'm not so much like blown away by the win like I'm not going to say hey they they got the dub and that's that's a big thing wow, to, to be made yeah. uh, but I, I think it's just far as the performances. And the adjustments, yeah, that's good. Those are the key parts. Well, I think Britain, like outside of that first quarter, they outplayed Minnesota, and that's got to be encouraging. And there were players that played throughout the course of the game that are going to make this roster, that are not going to make this roster. But you know, what stood out to you from from start to finish from Jonathan Gannon's crew, who you know, by the way, looked pretty buttoned up this preseason. Uh, I think the big thing was the defense today. The defense was a lot better, especially the guys that played in the second half last week that were the guys that played in this week. So I think they 
they made adjustments during the week and got out there in the game and actually played very well outside of that first series. Um, some young receivers trying to make squad. Davis had a heck of a day. And Clement ran. I think he averaged about five and a half yards of carry today on the ground. So there's, I mean, some guys made their cases for sure. Yeah, I mean, and you can go beyond just, you know, the final score, 18-17. The Cardinals, to your point, six sacks against the Minnesota Vikings to only two sacks allowed, and one of which was that Clayton Toome one early on. And then on the flip side, continuing to control the line of scrimmage, the Arizona Cardinals, they ran for 139 yards, 4.2 yards per carry. Minnesota just over 100 yards, 3.9 yards per carry. And Bo, I, I think that's that's something that we're going to keep an eye on because this this team, especially where people knock it is, they don't have the horses up front, especially on the defensive side. And for them to to kind of prove themselves into the second half, guys like Stills, this seventh mm-hmm. rounder, to be able to make a case, I should be on this roster. We're going to talk about Zach McLeod, who was literally signed this week, had three yeah. sacks today. <laughs> so I, I think that's the most encouraging because we know the Cardinals have skill players right mm-hmm. we know the secondary is a, a who's who of names but it's it's the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball that are going to be under a microscope all year yeah i mean i think the cliche exists for a reason games are won and lost in the trenches and th- this new regime believes in that where i think the previous regime would they discounted it far too often right yeah. and yeah. you know you if you could it's going to take a collection of players on both sides of the football and we'll see what they have to do on the offensive line because I think their depth took a hit today, unfortunately. Yeah. John Gaines goes down. We'll see how long he's out, but he's carted off the field. And then you also have Dennis Daly, who's played well enough in the, in the moving inside from tackle to guard. He looked like he was going to be a backup at one of the guard positions. So, yeah, it's going to be really kind of concerning what they do there. But you, you have to be really encouraged, especially I, I think Dante Stills made a roster today. I really do. I know it was it's late. Yeah, I know it's not against, you know, starters, but, you know, getting a pass defense, swatting the ball at the defensive line and then also getting in there for a sack. He was a TFL machine at West Virginia. I mean, playing big boy football in the Big 12. I think that, you know, Dante Stills at his age, he's a Monty Austin Ford draft pick. I think he made a roster. You know, we were talking about it off air, Bo, like Owen Pampo was inactive today. Yeah. Keetra Clark was inactive. Paris Johnson Jr., Michael Wilson. You know, I, I think that's a pretty good sign that, what, this entire rookie class is going to make this team and the guys that were playing, Clayton Toon, we figure is going to make this roster. Now, John Gaines, as you mentioned, did go down. We wish you know, speedy recovery, depending on what his injury could mm-hmm. be. But Britton Golden, it does feel like this regime, especially with the jet setting of guys like Josh Jones and Isaiah Simmons, something we've echoed on this show over the course of the summer is they're going to, they're going to play the guys that they drafted that they're, they're, they're guys for lack of a better term. You know, how important is that for, for this regime? They want to be able to evaluate these young players. And, you know, unfortunately that could mean some of these guys that were left over from the prior regime aren't asked to stick around. Yeah, true. I mean, it's a credit to, you know, Monty Austin for it and the GM spot to be able to, draft as well as he did and to have the guys that he brought in here actually make an impact up front in in their first year with an opportunity to make the team and or practice squad so i think that's a big deal for him diego in the chat so correcting us pampo was out there i saw him i did not see Owen pampo the entire game thought, so yeah he's he's he, he's in the box he had three combined tackles we didn't see him. I'm sorry, but I guess okay. we must have missed right. that one. Look, there's, well, there's a lot of lot. There's a, especially in a game like this where there's so many guys getting in the game and getting out of the game. It's it's all right. A lot of different faces. In the he had called the defense what a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he then, had the green dot. Yeah, I so. think he's somebody they really like out of out of Auburn. I, I mean, I don't know if he's going to see a ton of playing time early on, but 
I think he's somebody they like and they want to hold on to for the future. Yeah, and he was a he was a fairly high draft pick on on day three. And speaking of draft picks, Austin Ford, the GM, was in the the box, gentlemen, with uh, the broadcast team. Yeah. And while there was some unfortunate technical <laughs> difficulties, we did get a little bit of insight as it relates to the acquisition of Joshua Dobbs mm-hmm. and the confirmation from Austin Ford uh, that you didn't need if you watch this program regularly. That that Joshua Dobbs is somebody that they had had their eye on since March. Couldn't get a deal done, and now they bring him in. And I don't know if I'm reading too much in between the lines, Bo, but based on Austin Ford's, Ford's verbiage, as it relates to Colt McCoy, it does not sound like Colt McCoy is, is guaranteed anything at this point. No, I mean, Jonathan Gannon, I, mean, I think it's it makes sense why he's kept uh, that, that, that position battle open. He hasn't committed to one guy. Uh, we've seen, obviously, where Colt McCoy is as far as the reps in practice. It's with the ones. And then it's obviously been with the ones as far as in the preseason, the little time that he's played. But, you know, this this competition is just heating up right now as it stands. And I'm sorry. You, what did you just say? It's uh, August 26th. I know. And the competition's look, look, heating up. I understand that. <laughs> and and you, you whatever team you follow, you, you don't wish that upon them in any scenario, right? Where your quarterback competition, the preseason games are done. And you still have, what, two weeks before first game. Mm-hmm. They've got to figure out, you know, and I think Joshua Dobbs has a significant chance to overtake Colt McCoy in the next couple of weeks in practice. But you saw on display what where everybody stands, right? So Colt McCoy doesn't play. He has nothing left to prove. They want to keep him uh, in, you know, behind glass until the start of the season, right? And then you saw the good and the bad with having a fifth-round rookie in Clayton Toon. He misses the pre-snap pickup of, uh, you know, cover zero, and he's got all the pressure coming on him, and he just he's immediately sacked. Where you see a veteran like David Blau picks up on that and makes sure he knows where his hot read is, and he makes the throw, right? That's the difference between uh, a, a mature, you know, uh, experienced quarterback and a young rookie where I think that, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, they like Tune, and, and he showed you afterwards why. He goes 9 for 12 with 85 yards. You've got McCoy, you've got now Dobbs, and I think you got Tune, and it's like, David Blau, thank you for your service. Can we sneak you through the practice squad and or something? I, and David, you know, he's been a fantastic watch for us this preseason. It's made it very viable in the fourth quarter. I like this uh, super chat, uh, BG, from Alex, 499. Austin Ford said uh, during the broadcast, Quote, we know what we have with McCoy, and according to Alex, can't see any positive connotations with that. Um, kind of goes, we, we've been talking about where Gannon and company have been like, Colt's Colt. We know what we have. Um, what do you, what do you, how do you feel like? Is that an indictment on Colt McCoy? Uh, I mean, you could look at it either way. It could be an indictment how they say, you know, we know what we have here. It, it might not fit our system, but we know we have a veteran guy here. And also it's we know what we have with a veteran. Yeah. You know, we know he's been in the fire. He's been through it. He knows what to do in certain situations. You know, case in point with that blitz pickup with with Toon at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCoy's in there. There's an opportunity where he does see that blitz pickup and he can get that ball out to his hot route immediately. That's true. So. And yeah, and that's that's been the biggest argument, gentlemen, for Colt McCoy playing is plays like that, right? But the the question then becomes, okay, if he can he sees the hot read, can he make an accurate throw to be able to adjust and take advantage? Because if somebody's blitzing, then somebody's gonna be opened opened up on the back end. And at this point we we haven't seen Colt consistently do that. So uh we've got what, roughly ten days away from the opener? No. Uh 13 days away from the opener, 14 days for the Arizona Cardinals against the Commanders week one. Is that enough time for Joshua Dobbs to be able to to gain steam? Again, I'll double down. I think it is. I think Colt McCoy 
People are asking, is Colt McCoy going to be cut? Is he going to retire? I mean, he's a, he's a very proud individual. They're going to have to make decisions come Tuesday. I, I think, listen, if you cut Colt McCoy Tuesday, hypothetically, and you roll out Clayton Toon and Joshua Dobbs in a revamped quarterback conversation mm-hmm. ahead of week one, that, that creates a, a lot of I, I don't know, a lot of noise maybe that they don't want to deal with right now. I think I think Colt McCoy makes it through cuts on Tuesday, and I yeah. think Colt McCoy backs up Joshua Dobbs week one. That's my prediction, Bo. It's fair. I, I the like I said, the competition is heating up. It's not going to come down to he's not going to be cut from the roster. I, I just if, if they were going to cut him, they at least would have given him the opportunity to play today and and showcase. You know what a, a team that would be in need of a backup quarterback would want to see. Like, there's no, there's no that that doesn't make any sense to me. And if he was going to retire, he probably would have retired. They're going to tell him, Colt, you need to retire. That's <laughs> a lot of people in the chat. Please just retire, Colt McCoy. It's 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 bizarre that we're sitting here and Colt McCoy didn't play today, and he had a bad week in Minnesota, and he's barely played in the preseason, and he's pointing every third day, and that that's what we have to use as he hasn't it had a to point practice for a while. Well, he, it, okay, that's fair. He, during training camp, every third day he was pointing. <laughs> Next thing he's going to be pointing to is Joshua Dobbs in, at first team quarterback. Uh, hey, look at that. Used to be my, be you're my job. the starter now, <laughs> Joshua Dobbs. Good for you, buddy. Free matter for the blind. Good point, Bo. Well, that's debatable. KR Gordon, <laughs> 08, Dobbs, Colt, Blau. I think uh, Blau to me is exactly what you got at the end of last year. Somebody that, that can help you finish the season when you're in mop-up duty, mm-hmm. when Colt McCoy's out and you, the Cardinals didn't have a rookie to play last year. So to me, it's it, it makes sense. Dobbs, Blau, Toon. Now where it gets interesting, uh, Britain, is when Kyler Murray comes back, what happens? What happens with Josh uh, Joshua Dobbs, who we assume is going to be on the team? You mentioned, can, would Clayton Toon go to the, to the practice squad? Would Colt McCoy be cut then? That's that's an issue for another day, but it is coming. Yeah, and that's like you said, it is an issue for another day, and it's something that's gonna come to fruition. And whenever it comes in, so when Kyler Murray comes back, he's obviously QB one, so yeah. he's going in. Yeah, and then you just look at that point. Who do you want? You, I, you know, honestly, you could see Clayton Toon going to the P squad if that's where they want to do it. He's the young one. You know, he's a fifth round pick. He's a rookie, so him going to practice squad it doesn't hurt him in any means. Yeah, right? I mean, now he gets more work in the offense. He's going to actually be able to throw the ball more because he'll be doing a lot of the scout team stuff. But, I mean, honestly, if, you know, you do the cut part, Colt McCoy seems the most logical one at that point when Kyler Murray comes back. Yeah, when he I comes back. I, I think you give him his gold watch and, and you have a throw, <laughs> you do a, a party in the break room. I don't know if they'll have to pay for it, but I think that you, you, you have cake and you say, hey, thanks, Colt McCoy. But in the meantime, he does serve – a purpose on this roster and it's it's we're encouraged by tune i don't think tune becomes a guy that you can sneak through to a practice squad so you keep him on the roster you've got the emergency quarterback now that you can have on game days so it is as it stands it's going to be some variation of, of dobbs mccoy tune and then when kyler comes back then you start to then you start to make a tough decision for this organization but in the meantime i i still believe that colt mccoy he he serves a purpose for this organization, and you know I know people saw what they with with Blau, a guy in two games of the preseason that that led comebacks and, pro, and statistically was probably the most impressive guy. But it's just I, I he's going against threes and fours, and I just don't if if they really thought that there was a chance for him to move up the depth chart, it would have happened a lot earlier in 
training camp and preseason. Well, we've talked about it. I think Colt's best role is to be a backup, be a backup once upon a time to Kyler Murray, be a backup to now Joshua Dobbs. Whereas like if he had to come in for a possession or a half, yeah. you know, so to speak, he can, he can come do that. But I think we're all preparing here on this program and people around the Arizona Cardinals for Kyler Murray to remain on pup through next Tuesday, which essentially would not come out at least a month into the regular season. And that's, you know, if you're talking five, six, seven weeks potentially, which we hope not, but if that's where this is trending, Joshua Dobbs just it just makes way more sense than than Colt McCoy. I'm gonna tell you who makes sense for our player of the game. How about the gentleman that was signed just a couple days ago and then turns around three sack performance? It's Zach McLeod. Zach the sack master, three total <laughs> tackles, three sacks. Was fantastic, gentlemen, and especially when you consider Zach both, attack, baby. Yeah, baby. You pointed out during the game <laughs> that this is an off-ball linebacker. He's got familiarity with Monty Austin Ford in Tennessee, yet they're playing him at pass rusher. Yeah, I mean that's that's where at least one of the three sacks came from. He seems to just put himself around the ball. I thought he was a guy with the Miami Hurricanes that was kind of one of their main off mid, off-ball middle linebackers, but. You know, Monty could be a little bit, he's got a little mad scientist in them. So does Rollis and, and Gannon. Maybe they felt like, hey, this is a guy that profiles well for this. I, I don't know if it if it puts him on, on the team. That's a that's a pretty crowded room, including Jesse Lucetta, that I think a lot of people love to watch today on both sides of the football. Um, but yeah, McLeod was, was a difference maker today. Could they cut a guy who has three sacks in a preseason game? Oh, they can cut anybody they yeah. want to, ultimately. But I mean... Honestly, all he did today was help himself in the long run. I mean, they right. lined him up as edge rusher. He played a little bit at the middle linebacker spot, and he succeeded at both spots. So, you know, this league is the more you can do for us, you know, the easier it is for you to make a roster in this position. So, yeah, who'd you rather Sack have? Sack McLeod, right? Is that his name? Sack, Sack McLeod. Would you rather have <laughs> Sack McLeod with, led the team in tackles today, three sacks, or Zeke Turner, who was part of a prior regime? I mean, that's if can Zach McLeod play special teams? I would say there's a probably a pretty good chance he can yeah, do some but that's cover. That's what it'll come teams. down to. Yeah, the, it'll yeah. come down to what can you do for me on special teams. But, Brent, how often does it happen? It's like, can the guy play special teams? I think. But then there's the the, the will and the want to, right? Yeah, our, I think agreed. Zach McLeod just wants you to be think, on a yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, there's going to be a more in a will of, and a want to from a McLeod than there would be from Isaiah Simmons. Like, is he going to uh, want, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. You're not going to get, especially a first rounder. You got, there's first rounders that, don't be wrong. Right but up there in that head, when it comes down to you're going to have to play special teams to play, it's yeah. like, but you drafted me in the first round to play this. So there's a, there's a different type of want to in a guy that was drafted in the first round, special teams wise, to a guy that you know is just trying to make a roster. Count me as somebody who would love to see Isaiah Simmons be forced to play special teams as a member of the New York <laughs> Giants. Uh, I I would live to see that week two at State Farm Stadium. Yeah. I also live to dabble, wager, and gamble with our friends at BetMGM. Now, your boy, he's taking it on the lumps. Hopefully, this is just me knocking off, gentlemen, the preseason rust. I'm 0 for 4 uh, on this program in this format with our pregame show with my bets. Today, I took the Cardinals plus 1.5, or excuse me, minus 1.5. They won by 1 point, and then I took uh, the over, which just missed by a couple points here. Uh, Matt Prater didn't do me any favors today, but I'm going to do you a favor right now. Go to BetMGM. All weekend long, we've got bonus bets ready to make you some money, especially with the kickoff of college football today, week zero, whatever the hell that is. That's mm. happening right now. You can also bet on preseason football the rest of the day. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are kicking off in just a little bit. But in the meantime, sign up with BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. Now, there's a few different offers, as I mentioned. 
depending on where you live. But for our folks here in Arizona, place your first bet off or receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to our guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. We have a saying, and it goes, win or lose, we booze. Uh, we got a dub today, and I'm enjoying a Four Peaks Golden Tea Shot Green Tea Lager. It's fantastic. It's one of the best beers of the summer. It's just so refreshing. It uh, definitely takes off the intensity of the heat. And that's what Four Peaks does. They get into the lab. They get into, the, into brewing, and they create beers and tastes uh in craft brews that match the season and what you're looking for and you know of course pumpkin porter is about to be tapped or it has been tapped at their 8th street location go check it out for yourself four peaks especially on social media you can find out when their new products are being launched and what they're working on and what maybe kind of contests they have going on as well involving that uh, arizona's premier craft brewery check them out at four peaks brew at four peaks pub you got to be 21 years or older and we also asked that uh, win or lose you booze you do it responsibly oscar in the chat when is the final 53-man roster cut it is tuesday uh as is the deadline to decide whether or not kyler murray and garrett williams respectively stay on the physically unable to perform list um but it's also interesting Britton. you think about they always say, you know, don't rest easy for the guys that are right on the cusp that make the 53-man roster because those those waiver claims are coming, are they not? Waiver claims are coming. And if you're even if you're, you know, bottom of the roster of making the team, it's a stressful. The next yeah. three, four days is going to be a very stressful. I went through it every year I played. So it's just one of those things where you're just staring at your phone and praying that it doesn't ring for yeah. about three straight days and just figuring out where you're at. But... And I think try to find something to do to take your mind off of it, or it will be a long three days. Yeah, get the Pepto-Bismol handy uh, for, for <laughs> I mean, the guys at the what, bottom of the What roster. was it like? Obviously, you know, in the four seasons here in the desert, because they've changed it up a little bit. Now they're going from 90 to 53, yeah. like the big roster purge. I mean, what? how did you – did you just focus on your playbook and, and just kind of approach it like you're making the roster no matter what or – uh, I mean, there's always that, even at the bottom, you're, there's always that little thing like, you know, it you could play be, the numbers in your head time. too. You have, I mean, I don't say, I don't want to say you have to, but it's inevitable. You're right. going to, you know, how many guys are in that room. You know, when I was playing, you went from 90 to like 75, right. or 75 to 53. So you kind of knew there was a first wave of cuts and you could kind of tell where you stood off the 90 to 75. Yeah. You knew if you were going to get cut in the first one or not. Right. In that 90 to 75, you knew the guys that didn't get a lot of playing time in the preseason, didn't get a lot of reps in practice. You kind of knew, you know, but, you know, that 75 to 53 is you've got to just you've got to just find something. Focus on the game coming up, the last game, whether it is. And when you're done, just go do something. Go keep your mind off of it. (laughs) Hang on for dear life. Right. Uh, I like this comment in the chat. Still have to overcome the depth issue with this team. It hurts us for a while. I agree with that. And I think that if if the, if the team is going to struggle this year, which a lot of people are predicting, not this show, but others, 
over the course of 17 games, Bull Brock, it is going to be the fact that Cardinals are rolling with a lot of young players, and then some of their stars on the roster, a little bit older, and Ertz and James Conner, obviously Colt McCoy. This team is built on a house of cards, not through anybody's fault. Austin Ford Gannon, they're trying to deal the hand that was, play the hand that was dealt to them. Mm-hmm. And they didn't go out and spend a bunch of money just to spend money. But then you see games like last week against Kansas City and at times today where it's like, well, who are these guys? Are these NFL caliber starters or backups or even backups to backups? So I do think that, and our guy Howard Bowlser pointed this out, I think it's a good point, is that there are going to be games in which the Cardinals are competitive for two quarters and they come out in the second half and they're just gassed, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're not prepared because they sh- they're playing guys they you know typically wouldn't play. And, and they'll get knocked for lack of halftime adjustments or whatever. But I, I do think that depth on this team is probably the biggest, outside of top-end talent, mm-hmm. is the biggest omission right now. Yeah, it, it's what they're going to be seeking throughout the season. They're yeah. going to find out who who can play you know, for an entire 60 minutes for us, four quarters, who are going to be the guys that we can rely upon to keep us competitive, and then who are the guys that are going to move forward with us beyond 2023. And I think that, that they're starting to to start, to, they're, they're weeding out guys from the previous regime that continues to happen. It'll continue to happen Tuesday and beyond, and they'll churn this roster. And it's going to look very different than it did, obviously, going into this offseason, going into this season or training camp and, and preseason, and then what it ends up finally in the 2023 year. So it's, it, I mean, Monty Osfort, he's not a guy that's just going to sit and watch things kind of go by. He, he seems like a guy that, that really is going to tweak, tweak, and tweak, and he's going to find people that are going to be able to do the job if, if the person isn't doing it currently. Hence what happened with the quarterback room this week and Joshua yeah. Dobbs being added for Colt McCoy. Uh, I want to get to some of these super chats. Alex, thank you so much. $1.99. What's the word with Zach Ertz? So Ertz was seen on the broadcast in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter, Bo. But by all accounts, he's going to play week one. It is funny. We talked about it off air. Ertz, we haven't seen him basically the entirety of, of training camp in the preseason. He's practice, but he hasn't played in a preseason game yet. Yeah. And he's going to roll out and be tight end one week one. I mean, BG probably could to speak to this more than I can. I mean, just watching guys and, and what it takes as far as getting back and kind of getting back into the fold as far as running routes off a significant knee injury like like Zach Ertz had. But it just seems like they're taking him along slowly, but they wouldn't have I don't think they would have activated him if there wasn't a chance he can't play week one. Oh, agreed. And I'm, the biggest deal watching guys, I've obviously never torn a knee, thank the Lord, but um watching guys that have done it on their way back, the confidence factor is everything. Yeah. It's not so much of can they do it, can they come back and play. Zach Ertz has been an all-pro in this league for many years, and we know he can do the job. The only the only thing, issue that you really have with coming back is, is he confident in his head that he can go out there and still make that same cut? And if he is, he won't miss a beat. I want to pose another question to you, BG. Ben, the Cardinals fan, Super Chat, $1.99, Davion Davis, would be nice for the 53-man roster, yes or no for you? I agree. Because obviously he's going to have to compete in and make plays on special teams, which I think he's doing. He can return. He can obviously run down on kickoff and do punt stuff. So I think he showed that he can be a receiver out in the field and take control. He had a great high point touchdown catch today. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he did uh, cause a, per- or a pass interference penalty is the same way. So I think he could be a good addition to the 53. And, you know, he's just the fifth or sixth guy down there that can help out in ways. Well, let's try to predict that receiver room, gentlemen, because it is one that I think 
has had a lot of change. There's no DeAndre Hopkins now. Davis now reps number 10. Uh, no Rondell Moore today, Bo. No mm-hmm. Zach Pascal. No Hollywood Brown, right? No Michael Wilson. And now Greg Dortch, you would assume, is in that mix as well, of course. I think you can rip off five easy roster makes, right? Yeah, those From five. From Hollywood, yeah, absolutely. And then you start to look at these guys. And Davion Davis, with his ability to return punts, and he seemed like he was the option beyond, just beyond our guy Dortch. Um, I mean, we didn't see anything. In th- we saw Brandon Smith make his first play of the preseason, and he had time with the with the Cowboys before yeah. that. I just don't think... He's making this team. Caden uh, Davis had a touchdown in the preseason opener from Clayton Toon, which was nice. I just don't think he's a better option than David Davion Davis. And Brian Cobbs had the the go ahead touchdown. I don't. He he had the. That's it. That's all the plays he had. I don't know if he has the punt return ability that Davion has. Uh, so you know, Andre Bocelliot didn't play today. I don't know if that was a healthy scratch or if he's still dealing with injury. Uh, he's been around this organization for a while. And then you look at Daniel Arias. I think Davion Davis like outplayed him today yeah. significantly. Yeah. So I know he's not six four like like Arius from some Colorado, but five eleven and and plays bigger than that. VG, I think that this guy's making his case. He made his case today for at least practice squad case. Yeah. If he, you know, even if he doesn't make the fifty three and he does get released in the next couple of days, I think as long as he clears waivers, he's the top candidate for the practice mm-hmm. squad. But the five you mentioned earlier, I think Dorch is is the fifth at least the fifth receiver on this i think he's got an easy way to make yeah. this roster and the top four that you rattled off earlier too they're obviously solidified so i mean i think i think davis made a heck of a push and a case for himself to at least be practice squad jordan p in the chat any updates on garrett williams guys as of right now no uh he is on his way back from a torn up knee last october uh but you would assume i mean maybe we should read between the tea leaves gentlemen that you know, if Kyler Murray is going to be activated, is it going to be after Garrett Williams, who tore his knee up two months before Kyler Murray did? Or are they just being extra precautious? You, They're being extra precautious with everybody. But I, I do find that interesting that he has not been activated. And I wonder, I posed this to you yesterday, and you kind of scoffed at it, which is fine. <laughs> Keytrail Clark, presumably now CB2, does that ease expectations on when they bring back Garrett Williams? I think yes. I think there's not a sense of urgency. They didn't go out and sign somebody. Hamilton's been fine. But Keytrail Clark... Healthy scratch today as the six-rounder from Louisville con- continues to make noise. Yeah, I mean, what a just kind of show of respect to the six-round rookie. Very, like You don't see it very often where a guy makes his way all the way to CB2, to the starting lineup. He's going to be an outside starting cornerback for this team. I think that Garrett Williams in the long term probably takes over that sure. spot. And then Keytrell becomes, you know, as I said, in, in JG's defense, you had Avante Maddox who played nickel slash slot corner. 75% of the snaps. He's on the field a lot. Yeah. He's going to want to get his, his what he's called his baby, Keytrail Clark, on the field because he's so competitive. He's out there in the mix no matter where he's on the, you know, position-wise. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, TG97, Rondell Moore will be gone next March. Marvin Harrison Jr. will be here. Uh, I, I do think that this, this skilled group on the offensive side of the ball, BG, is going to be churned a lot because, again, we saw Isaiah Simmons be jet-setted out of this franchise. While I do think Rondell Moore is going to make this team and be a contributor this year, it does feel like outside of Michael Wilson, you know, hopefully our guy Greg Dorch, like this receiving core is very much a work in progress. It's Nobody feels like 
they're 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 a made man of sorts, right? There's no Larry Fitzgerald of old or Anquan Bolden where you can say, well, that person's even Hollywood Brown. He's going to be a free agent next spring. Like there's no guarantee he's back. Agreed. There's going to be a lot of shakeup too. I mean, outside of this season, you've got like we said earlier, you've got your top four that'll probably be here. But next year, guys like Rondell Moore, guys like Hollywood Brown, a lot of these guys could be in a different uniform next year. Yeah. So it could be a lot of brand new faces in the next year or so. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting again. Like the, the and car- Petsing has a type. He does. And what's his type? Tall. Right? <laughs> it's just, just like when, when I'm, you know, somebody's type and they say tall. Yeah. And that's what they I mean, want. Not, you don't have it. It's not as but big But it is a like pool. that. You have, yeah. a lot of, you have a lot of OCs and guys that that's yeah. what they want. They want the bigger, the taller receiver. And... Today's game is kind of changing. They don't, want the, short, they don't want the short fastest. kings. Nah, yeah, Pat's you know, not everybody on the likes dating app, and he's kings, saying you know? nobody under six feet. That's how he I is. get filtered out. <laughs> right, they got the filter on there. No, well, like, I barely made the cut, so well, I got filtered out too. It's, it's okay. a really interesting <laughs> conversation because, like, we talk about guys like Davion Davis. We talk about you know uh, the, the receiver, the the end of the receiving core battle, and it's like we talk about Anthony Schwartz, who's over six feet, ton of speed, the burn from Auburn. Played in Cleveland, like if he become if he gets cut from the Browns, do they come sniffing around? Does, does, does it become a moot point? And do they start like these fringe roster types just get replaced by by guys that are available after post cuts? Yeah. Rafa in the chat, if Kyler Murray stays, Hollywood would be back unless he's not good this season. I think that that way of thinking is probably done because Steve Kime is is no longer here. I think that their their mindset is. Everybody has to prove themselves, no matter your affiliation. Um, and while they're going to favor, I think, the rookies this year because they have preferential treatment because they were draft picks of Monty Austin Ford, you know. And it's important to develop those right. guys and for you, the future. Especially in a year where people think that, you know, you're going to struggle certain Sundays. Hollywood Brown, if he plays well, 1,300 yards, uh, you know, th- they're going to have contract discussions. Yeah. But, if, but, if he's, but if he struggles to get over 1,000 yards, BG... If he's injury prone like he has been in the past, like they're not going to care that Steve Kime once used a first round pick to trade for him. Oh, and a lot of that, like he could, regardless, he could still have a 13 to 1500 yard season with 10 touchdowns and he still could possibly not be back here. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of that's going to come down to cap space and the money that the Cardinals are going to want to spend, which in years time, you know, they or years past, it's not been a big issue. They don't really want to spend the money to keep somebody here. So, you know, it, the contract talks will be ultimately what shakes everything up. I mean, Jordan P. once saying Hollywood wants twenty million a year, he won't be back. I mean, this Christian Kirk left and got paid a premium on the open market. This this team just Bobrock, they build it a different way now. Yeah, and, and we don't know if it's the right way yet. Although early returns are are promising in this preseason, I know people want to blow smoke because they say preseason doesn't matter. I tweeted this out. I love how much of an emphasis this team does running the football now and how much mm-hmm. more physical they are. They can run the ball on third down for for a touchdown. I love the QB keep with David Blau in the red zone for the touchdown. You know, obviously QB QB sneaks under center have become back in vogue with this franchise. They just they do things that just make much more sense in game. And while the top end talent may still be waiting until next spring, maybe playing right now on on Saturday college football. They they have the draft capital. And now this year it's about laying the foundation of who's going to be a part of this franchise moving forward. Yeah, I mean, if Hollywood Brown has, like to Britain's point, like if, if he has a really rock-solid season and the team still underperforms and Houston underperforms and you're sitting there with a pair of top five picks and you're staring down a certain guy that's going to play a week from today yeah. in Columbus, <clears throat> Marvin Harrison Jr., 
Uh, why why go spend the money when you got a guy that you could have under control for five years plus? You hope Michael Wilson shows strides this year. So in that. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a big-bodied wide receiver. I mean, he fits exactly. He's at everything anybody would want from a wide out. Strong so. hands. Yeah. He's got speed. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All he's, the boxes. He's a prototype. Yep. Yeah, I'm very familiar with his with his game. And <laughs> it's definitely something we would like we would like on this program to cover uh, every single day. Uh, we're going to talk about Kyler Murray here in a second. But first, I want to remind everybody, Circle K, we want to remind everybody, we love Circle K because best coffee, beer, snack selection, premium gas, not a premium price. I loaded up on Circle K goodies, then I filled up on Circle K gas, cheaper than any other alternative. I promise you, I drove around, everything was too expensive, then I saw Circle K, and I'm also an SMS subscriber, which is saving me money left and right. Well, what does that mean? Well, you can text PHNX right now to 31310, and you can become one of the exclusive SMS subscribers. Get a buy one, get one free 32-ounce Polar Pop. You wanna stay awake? You want to watch football the rest of the day, double up on your caffeine intake. There's a certain USC quarterback that opens up the season today and uh, plays later this evening. You want to be awake for all four quarters of that. Check it out. Is he playing? Yeah. Caleb Williams? Is he not playing? No. Who's he playing? Like Panera U? Panera Bread. (laughs) Texas Tech State University. Uh, That actually might be a a real place. I'm not sure. But Circle K is definitely a real place. You can find one nearest to you circlek.com slash store dash locator trust me guys you want to you want to dabble on those 32 ounce polar pops they do not let you down the uh, clock is ticking as far as the deadline for the roster for the cardinals and also the clock is ticking for you to cash in on the best deal of the season until next thursday august 31st you can save yourself 25 percent off ogs 100 milligram bags of the fruits and the creams figure out if you like the fruits the creams or if you're just a mixed bag uh person Find out for yourself. You can order online at theflowershopusa.com. Place an order. Use that code PHNX at checkout. Pick it up in person, and you'll save yourself 25%. Smoke and deal there. Uh, Take advantage of it. Of course, the best gummies in the state of Arizona, bar none. Theflowershopusa.com. Use that promo code PHNX on 100 milligram bags of the fruits and the creams from the OG's brands. 25% off. PHNX listeners get it with that code PHNX. It's active until this Thursday, August 31st. So get in and continue to flavor life with our friends over at OG's. So BG, the team's going to fly home today after a successful week in Minnesota. They get the dub today and they're going to open up practice next week. And it's going to be Clayton Toons around and David Blau's around and Colt McCoy's there. And Joshua Dobbs arrives, right? And then Kyler Murray's there. And if you're a receiver or a player on that team and you look around, we're like, I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't know if my quarterback's going to be activated. I don't know who's going to start week one. What's How do you go about you know, securing your spot and making sure you do everything you need to do to be successful? Honestly, it's just focusing on what you can control at this point. Because one, we still don't know. You don't know who's going to be here, who's not going to be here. And... If you get into the analytics of you trying to break down, oh, I've got to do this for this to happen, one, you can drive yourself insane. And two, there's no control. You have no control over what's going on upstairs. So I think if you are a guy that's on the cusp of making the roster, just treat it as if it's a regular week in the regular season, right? If you are if you watch film this day or you're studying this day, do what you have to do. If you need to get away this day, go do something to get your mind off of everything, do that. But uh, you can't get caught up and trying to be the GM at the same time and wondering, you know, who's going to be here, who's not. I think you just treat it as a regular week. 
Just keep it civil in the in the chat, friends. <laughs> you guys, we're having a good time. We got a dub. When's the next time we're gonna get one of these? I was yelling at these two gremlins during the game. I'm like, we gotta cherish these moments. I want it to be a short turnaround to our next dub, but we don't we don't know definitively. I don't have to pull this tape in November and be like, remember, everybody should have been in a good mood. I'm in a great mood right now because it, it is kind of low key funny, Bo Brock. Like the team's going to, are they practicing Monday? Or you think it's like a walkthrough? No, it's just JG talking on Monday. So they're going to practice Tuesday. Uh, uh, if they do, it'll be a bonus. I don't uh, think they'll Yeah, I don't think Tuesday. they so will. So the first real practice is, you're telling me Thursday next Wednesday, week? Probably. Wednesday, Wednesday, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wednesday is going to be the 30th of the month, mm-hmm. August 30th. They're not going to announce their quarterback yet. I, I cannot imagine in recent memory, it's taken this long for a team to name a starting quarterback do you think like the later this goes, the more they're keeping it open for Josh Dobbs to take this job? Yes, absolutely. I mean, why can't anybody else connect those dots? Um, I, you know, I, I have no idea. I don't know what the reluctance is because I it probably plays into we've from since OTAs to training camp to preseason, people thought that it was just going to be Colt McCoy and mm-hmm. there just wasn't going to be a true challenger, and now. You know, you've got a true contender for the spot that's entered the chat, and his name's Joshua Dobbs, and he has experience in the system. He's got the skill set that I think Petsing and Gannon want from that position. Monty Osfort also in the front office wanting that. So I think that it just it didn't exist before. Obviously, you had like your pipe dreams of a fifth round rookie coming in and, and grabbing the job, and it just never happened. Um, and it, it, the they just didn't see from the position what they wanted. And I think, you know, there was there was conversations had like, hey, we need we need something. We need some juice. And they brought in Dobbs. And now I think it it becomes a a competition. You don't think there's any chance that Kyler Murray not being placed on PUP. They're holding out hope that Kyler Murray can come back and be named the starter sooner rather than later. No, that seems like a pipe dream at this point. Yeah, that that seems as far as the most realistic options, that seems pretty far down the list. Right. Um I mean, but when you look at the time frame that Dobbs is dealing with, when you've got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll see if they get any weekend practices in there. But I think they'll just get into their game week the following week. It's it's not a whole lot of time to win a job. No. So it's, you know, it's there's not a whole lot of practice. He's going to have to show up and show out, and we'll see. But in, and it's a, I, I agree, Jersey Cardinal. It's very, very possible that happens. But at the same time, if... If McCoy can hold him off, uh, it wouldn't be the most shocking either. I mean, I, I I just question BG. Like, they've seen all there is to see, I think, from Colt McCoy. Like, Colt McCoy is not suddenly just going to change in the span of these next two weeks. Whereas, like, I'm sure there was communication between Austin Ford and Gannon and Joshua Dobbs. Like, hey, man, we tried to secure you in March. It didn't work out. We're bringing you here now. I mean, what's the likelihood that they've said behind closed doors, like, be, get ready. Get ready to come in here because you're going to play sooner rather than later. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's not. However, we will never really know what's going on behind the closed doors anyway mm-hmm. until it comes out. But I mean, I think they brought Dobbs out here for a reason. Yeah. I think if it was something for where they wanted to see Dobbs play, mm-hmm. then he would have played today. They would have found a way to get him in or at yeah. least done something. But I think the timing of them bringing him in. <laughs> says that we're trying to find a way to get him in and at least get him reps, whether he starts week one or, or not. We are all Jessica. Absolutely. No doubt about it. During the broadcast today, every time K1 was on the screen, we were screaming, <laughs> we need you back. 
we need him back healthy. But like to my point earlier, uh, I hate to piggyback off my own points, but oh, you'd love to do that. <laughs> like, That's one of your favorite things. Three practices next week at the most, right? Uh, if even if Kyler is activated from pup, I mean the the practice time he has between now and the Commanders, it's not a lot. I think the Cardinals were leaving themselves some some options earlier this month that Kyler Murray could be activated and that Colt McCoy could get them to where they they needed to in the short term. And I think both of those have have been paused and subsequently delayed. I mean, Mm -hmm. Joshua Dobbs now is here to play and Kyler Murray, I think, gets more time to recover, which is I mean, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. BG, what's the biggest obstacle for Dobbs uh, over the next two weeks uh, as far as keep what, what would keep him from getting in the starting lineup? Uh, it'll be honestly timing and getting to know, like, obviously he's been in this system, but mm-hmm. he's going to have to learn a few more things getting in. He's going to have to at least refresh his memory on some of the things, but I think it'll be timing and getting to know his receivers that he's going to play with and making sure they're all on the same page. Cause mm-hmm. it's a lot that goes into it when you really think about it, you can't just grab a quarterback and throw him out, especially at this level of football and just yeah. expect him to be on point with with routes because no two receivers run the same route. I mean, mm-hmm. you can run them with the same route, but it's not going to look the same. Some guys are faster. Some guys have longer strides. Some guys have shorter strides. So I think the best, the biggest thing over the next couple of weeks, if jo- if Dobbs is going to get the start of position, is can he go out there and prove that while he's there, they won't miss a beat? I, I think that you could get a game plan ready for the commanders week one with Dobbs because we've, we've known this. It's pretty common. They don't want to show too much during the preseason. The ultimate, I think, curveball is, hey, Commanders, Ron Rivera, Eric Bieniemy, you guys are preparing for Colt McCoy. We've got a different quarterback now. You better go study Dobbs' film, Jacoby Brissett from last year. We're gonna we're gonna throw a couple wrenches into our game plan now. We're gonna get this guy ready to go because I I mean, quite frankly, if they're watching Colt McCoy highlights from this preseason and, and the tape that they've seen, maybe from joint practices in Minnesota, they're licking yeah. their chops. They they know what Colt McCoy is and what he isn't. Whereas Especially today, and I don't want to take too much away from this preseason game. Right. But what have we seen this team try to do in all three games is try to run the football, establish the run, being able to boot Josh Dobbs out, being able to secure the line of scrimmage, right? You just you don't have that upside with Colt McCoy. Whereas as limited as Joshua Dobbs can be throwing the football, and I think he's he's average, he's fine. Mm-hmm. The mobility with his legs is something that this team especially can lean on. If they're using one to two tight end sets, mm-hmm. if they've got Trey McBride playing the H-back role, if they're scheming up people open, they just need a maestro to go out there and make the throws that Bo Brock are available to him while also extending plays, which Colt McCoy can't do yeah. anymore. And, and Dobbs has a significant advantage where, you know, we were told what this offensive scheme is, right, from from a, a very reliable source, but... It's it's a lot of Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Especially under center. It's uh, it's Philly in the shotgun and some concepts that they use in San Francisco. And Josh Joshua Dobbs, he played under Pets. Petsing was his quarterback coach a preseason ago in Cleveland. He played in the system in Tennessee, which was very run heavy, where Monty Osfort was in the front office that brought him in at the end of the year last year. And then Stefanski and crew didn't abandon what they do footwork wise. So Dobbs has still been doing what Petsing wants footwork wise from his quarterback. So I think he comes in and he didn't have the learning curve or he's not going to have the learning curve that McCoy faced and that Clayton Toon faced. I I think that that gives him an edge. And if like there is going to be a difference uh, as far as just just from the eye test 
as far as Dobbs throwing the football and connecting receivers, even if the timing's off compared to Colt McCoy and where he struggled getting really zip on his ball. Yeah, well, coming back to what you said with the mobility thing with Josh Jobs against Colt McCoy, yes. Now you can factor in a lot of those RPOs that you couldn't put in That's to right. the game with Colt McCoy. Now you've got options of we can show the run. If it's there, we'll hand it yeah. off. If not, we can have Dobbs pull it and run or, you know, throw a, a quick screen or a quick slant. And and that's where, where Colt McCoy, unfortunately, is once upon a time relied upon, gentlemen, to be accurate moving the change. Yeah. And, and now it's, you know, the, the accuracy that, you know, I think, Bo, you've made a point that the accuracy is gone because the, the arm strength is gone. Right. He knows where he wants to put it. Hence the pointing in practice. But he can't put it there anymore. And so I I don't, in my opinion, and you guys could disagree, I don't see the benefit to let's just start Colt McCoy week one or week two because he's been a good soldier this offseason. There yeah. are people in the fan base, respectfully, if that's your if that's your opinion, I respect that. Rip the band-aid off now, and I think the longer Joshua Dobbs plays in this offense, obviously the more comfortable he's going to get. Investing in him with a fifth-round pick means you should invest in him week one and let him build quarter by quarter, start by start, Bo Brock. Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, just what, whatever's going to put this team in the best position really to contend. Do we want to get into the weeds as far as this game, though? Like, I thought we haven't talked about B.J. Ujolari. We haven't talked about some key players yeah. uh, going into this contest. You know, B.J. Ujolari, I was I was psyched to see him. Mm-hmm. Second round pick, uh, Nick Rollis, the Cardinals defensive coordinator, was somebody that was excited about him. Pretty much when he breaks down his game, he, he he pretty much calls him the perfect pass rusher. And we saw far from that. You know, I know he's coming off a knee procedure. We don't know too much into that extent. But B.J. Ojolari just looked like physically he wasn't ready to even be out there. Well, I mean, B.G., he, he had uh, what? Not surgery, but he had a, well, a he procedure. Did. He had a procedure yeah. done earlier this spring. It's kept him out of training camp. He's finally back now. But did that look like a guy who was limited just based on his skill set or more so a guy who is just not fully healthy? It could be the not fully healthy part, or it could just be like we talked about earlier with Zach Ertz. He could not trust that knee yet. Mm-hmm. He could he feels okay in practice. He might feel okay doing stuff offset. But now when you get into live bullets, mm-hmm. it's can I make this plant? Can I make this cut? Can I stick my foot in the ground here to get back outside and cover this flat? And you you saw a little bit of the he lacked a little bit in being able to cover that flat today mm-hmm. and hold contain. He looked a little bit slower, like he didn't really trust himself to run at full speed at the beginning. Um, so the confidence factor could be really big for him. And it is unfortunate because we all see, well, he was a top 50 draft pick LSU mm-hmm. second round. I mean, the guy has not participated almost the entire offseason. He missed all of OTAs and minicamp. And you think about guys like Michael Wilson, Paris Johnson Jr., who have been in this lineup, churning out reps, rep after rep, and and are ready to go. They're starters week one because they've built up to this moment. I think, gentlemen, we just have to come to the reality with BJ. I hope that he gets to play and he gets his opportunities, but we probably won't see the best version of him for for a little bit. He's This injury, fair or not, I think is going to delay his development in the short term. I'm glad that he is at least healthy enough to suit up now, mm-hmm. but it's like we could probably be looking back and, and saying, well, it's probably not fair. Let's check back in like mid-October. Yeah, I liked what I saw from Kelvin Beecham, who's out there today. I mean, with the injuries that they could potentially be facing uh, as far as the depth on the offensive line with Gaines mm-hmm. and Daly, 
it's going to be so important for Beecham to be healthy uh, and, and be the swing behind Paris Johnson and, and DJ Humphreys. Um, what, what else were we looking for as far as, you know, offensively, Keontae Ingram, you know, quick, quick day at the office came in there. I thought that he was, he was effective. Five yards of carry. Yeah. Five yards of carry. The, the run game was solid. They were kind of bulldoze and, and open up some rush lanes. Uh, there was only a few times where you said, Hey, I think that guy missed a hole here or there. Uh, the run game continues to be a spot beyond James Conner and Keontae Ingram, where I think that Monty Osford is going to be open-minded to once cuts happen next week, we're going to start to see maybe some new names pop in and immediately kind of buy for Well, there's some still time. some big names that are in the free yeah. agent market yeah. too that could be coming in. And there's some people that are going to be let go, veterans that will be let go when yeah. cuts hit. So, I mean, the waiver wire will be big. And I don't know uh, – to me, I just think it's such an upgrade at the GM position where we've had right now. I mean, I, I just feel like we're taking precedence and we're finding guys that can help us and in now and in the long run and putting them in positions to succeed. It does require thick skin, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, as does the fan base. It does require thick skin as a Cardinal fan, though, because you invest in these players over the last couple of years. They were high draft picks, and now to kind of see them for lack of a better term, be discarded for pennies on the dollar because the GM is coming out with his actions and telling you what a lot of people assume. Like, these guys just aren't great players. Like, Josh Jones, I like him. I think he's capable. He's not starting for this team. Go get something for him. Isaiah Simmons was a deterrent in the locker room. I'm sorry. Get, he's he's not given full effort in a preseason game. Goodbye for a seventh-round pick, right? They would rather go out and get their own guys. And I think what we saw today and especially the Denver game, but also today, Bo, was let's invest in our own people. Mm-hmm. They may not be household names, but you can see the, the culmination of something starting to build. The foundation is being laid, and 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 you need that, right? So that next spring, if you bring in a Marvin Harrison Jr. or Joel, it's plug and play. Hey, you do things the cardinal way now. Mm-hmm. We're not showing up to meetings late. We're bought in. It's not me. It's we. And I, I think that if if you're a Cardinal fan, that's something you can be proud of watching, even if it doesn't immediately translate to dubs. Yeah, I mean, as, as long as they're com- out there competing down in and down out, and that's what that's what they were trying to figure out throughout this process from from OTAs through training camp to preseason. I mean, it's so important to see you know who's going to be out there and, and who's not going to give up and kind of uh, relax at any given moment and, and make sure that they're locked in and trying to you know pick up their assignment. And when they're one on one and that's been preached and, and they're going to try to figure out, you know, who are the 53 guys that can play those roles? Uh, we're starting to see, you know, Cameron Thomas or over guard deck. That was a question in the chat. And it's like right now, I think guard going to get the benefit of the doubt. We saw two sacks from Cameron Thomas this this preseason. And I think Cameron Thomas, you know, I, I asked Rollis if he preferred a rotation or if he wants guys to emerge. I think they want guys to emerge. Obviously, they want depth. But I think that they want a Cameron Thomas, a B.J. Ujolari, Zayvon Collins rotation, and then sprinkle in Gardeck. Hopefully, Maje Sanders gets healthy enough. But also, it comes down to two. You know, is Gardeck going to be healthy? Is Maje going to be healthy? Are you going to be kind of, uh, is it going to be just two guys early on between Zayvon and Cam? Well, B.J., yeah. thankfully, there's not going to be a scholarship program because I know you <laughs> you like Dennis Gardeck. You're buddies with Dennis Gardeck. Uh, and so we want to be buddies with Dennis Gardeck subsequently. <laughs> But if Dennis goes, doesn't go out there and perform, unlike Vance Joseph, like he's not going to start for 17 weeks. They would make a change and then vice versa. If it's Cameron Thomas and he doesn't perform, 
they're they're going to go with what works. Yeah, and that's what you want to see out of a out of a GM and a staff too. Like I want to see guys play that are going to help us win, yeah. not just because that's my guy, that's your guy, mm-hmm. but you know you're going to get a hot motor when Dennis Gardet goes out there, and he knows. And he's a professional. He's a pro. He's a great dude, and he knows the deal. He knows what league and what situation he plays in. If he doesn't perform, he knows it's going to be at that situation. So I think ultimately you don't really have to worry about the motor from Dennis Gardet. One, he had a little thing last – or I guess it was last week where he got hurt. Yeah. But ultimately it'll be – you know, the health part for him, if he's healthy, ready to go week one, you know, and like you said, it could be the other way around where Cam Thomas gets to start and Dennis is back. But it's, yeah, you know, either way, whoever performs will get that job. Uh, ben in the chat, are Monty's scouts fully in the building or are there some scouts uh, from the mixed bag of the prior regime? I can't do, you know, it's a mixed bag position by position. Yeah, yeah there's I'm still sure some folks, mixed, yeah. but the people leading the scouting I know department. Drew, Drew Grigson remains with the scouting department. I know he held a. High roll with them. I've seen them out at practice. I've seen some familiar faces that have been around the building for the last couple of years. But the scouting department reports to Dave Sears, who reports to Monty yeah. Austin Ford. And that's the most important thing. And also the way they scout players, like it, even if it's the same, some of the same people, they're doing things differently this fall. Their, their regiment and their scouting process for college football, they've come out and said that is going to be different mm-hmm. than what, thank God, Steve Kime and company <laughs> did once upon a time. And I think it sh- you should be even more bullish about 2024's draft because the Cardinals, by all accounts, did a nice job this past spring with somebody else's you know, scouting reports, yeah. for lack of a better term. So it's a pivotal college football season for this franchise, Bo Brock, and we'll be covering it in depth here on the show. Yeah, I mean, we've already been watching a l- some of the games today. Saw Joe Alt, who's right now the consensus top tackle in this class move some players around over there in Dublin and and you love to see it right you just want to see these guys who are going into the 2023 season who are uh top first round draft picks right that they perform up to the the standards that they've already put in place like you want this draft to be deep you want to see some of these premier players continue to make their case and all already did it today and we'll see tonight at five when USC takes on San Jose State. You know what Caleb Williams crew have to put on tape. Yeah, be sure to tune in to to watch Caleb. If anything, just because it's good college football, be sure to like this video. By the way, this is your premier post game show presented by our friends at Four Peaks. We love Four Peaks here. We love everybody to subscribe. In the meantime, all right, we're gonna go around the room. I want some final thoughts and takeaways as it relates to not me, only this game. Let me game. first talk about Shady Rays real quick. Okay, go Shady ahead. Shady Rays yeah. is unbelievable what they're doing and you continue to save yourself some money on Shady Rays. Premium polarized shades and not a premium price. They even have their store now up in North Scottsdale and Carolyn Commons. Check them out for yourself. You will see what we've been talking about the last couple months since we've Partnered with Shady Rays. Save 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized shades. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code PHNX, and you'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Check for yourself what 250,000 people have rated five stars online. ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code PHNX for uh, 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized sunglasses. We're going to do some hot takes here as it relates to 53-man roster. You know our guy Howard Balzer, the PHNX Cardinals beat reporter, is going to have his final predictions, hot takes for this 53. Mm -hmm. You can check it out only one place, 
and that's gophnx.com. Become a diehard now. Everything on the website is free. First of all, 90% of the articles are free anyway. You want that sweet, sweet 10%. Become a diehard. And if you become a diehard now, cop the Greg Dorch t-shirt. Yes, one of our our, our family friends here at PHNX Cardinals, member of this show, is Gregory Dorch. The t-shirt, number 83. Get it now. It's a beautiful thing. Long gainer today. Looked fantastic. Poised for a big year, as are we here at PHNX, PHNX Cardinals. Again, you become a diehard. There are many, many benefits, including a free hat and or shirt every single year. And uh, am I allowed to talk about the potential road trip to Seattle, folks, as a uh, bonus benefit? Uh, All city, October 21st through the 23rd. How'd you like to come hang out with your fellow diehard members? Uh, Pivotal road game in Seattle, Bull Brock, that could see maybe a return of Kyler Murray. May uh it's may right want to ballpark, right? Yeah, absolutely. May want to become a diehard for that alone. But check out more information. The road trip to Seattle. Who knows? Bo and I may have an opportunity to go, but in the meantime, check it out at gophnx.com. You will not be sorry that you did. I want everybody's hot take right now in the chat. One player you think could be cut for this team that maybe is not top headline news. Bo Brock, I'll start with you. Uh, I mean, I think we'll continue to say Richard Lawrence. He was in there. Late in this game, he can, that was kind of the theme of the entire preseason. Showed up third on the depth chart, former Kime draft pick, fourth round pick out of LSU. You know, had everything that you know that regime wanted. He was a captain for that really impressive team that won the national championship. It seemed like going into this, he had a spot to lose, and it seems like he's fallen way down the depth chart. And Rashard Lawrence, I just I don't know if there's a spot for him. Any names stick out to you, BG, of, of guys who may have a shaky status right now after three preseason games? Uh, not so much of it shaky. I mean, at this point, with the regime and how it's a new one and overturning, it's just the guys that were with the old regime. You know, yeah. I think yeah. any guy on that old regime is, not to say he's up for grabs, but they've got the guys that they've brought in that they want to be here. So it could be a guy that was here previously that not necessarily had a bad preseason or a yeah, bad right. training camp, but it just falls into you're not, you're not my guy. You're not the guy that I wanted here and you could help somebody else somewhere else. I, I agree with Rashad Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not because he's not capable. I think he would be picked up by another team, but running a completely different defense. Maybe he's just not a good fit for this defense. Uh, Christian Matthew free matter for the blind is also one that started out training camp with, with the ones getting some, some reps alongside Marco Wilson that he's had, he's had a tough time the last couple of weeks. He's a guy that it's, I'm surprised we're talking about him at this point at the end of the preseason, because at the beginning of training camp, he seemed like he was a guy that was going to get the first crack at that CB2 spot and came out and had decent days in camp and then just kind of fell by the wayside. And uh, he's not a he's not a young guy. He's going to be 27 in October, but he's a second-year player. Yeah. So it's not like, hey, we'll keep him around and see if we can kind of develop him. Just unfortunately, I think Christian Matthew, I mean, he's going to be – he's probably going to be on the chopping block come Tuesday. Yeah, and that's a position group, goodness, that's uber competitive is the secondary group. And – you know, BG, how many corners are going to be released on Tuesday and are going to be available for this franchise to pick through? And if you were the fringe corner of a team with a new regime, uh, that just doesn't bode well for you. No, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to hit this way everywhere. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got 32 teams that are cutting essentially 20 people. Right. So it's, and it's going to be anywhere from there will be 100 
corners on the market. There'll be a hundred receivers <laughs> on right. the market. It's mm-hmm. gonna be, I mean, there's gonna be so many people out there. It's just gonna come down to who can help us win right now. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm sure the GM and all the scouts they'll be looking at these waiver wires like Hawks and they'll be trying to find the best fit for them when they can get them. And at this point, it, you hate to hear it and you hate to say it, but if you're on the back half of the roster, nobody's position is safe at this point. Yeah. No, no chance. And while I saw some people in the chat, you know, signal Colt McCoy could be cut. While we, I, I'm not of that mindset. I, I'm not putting anything out of the realm of possibility at this point. I, 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 I'm, I'm removing that. You're removing that yeah, completely. I just don't think that that's a realistic option. No, I don't. I don't think it's realistic at the beginning. No, just just for the fact of stability and the veteran leadership that he will you're worried about the here. message it would send no I don't not, not about the message i just think it's to the point where you I, have a little bit of that veteran stability there i think there's a ton of hyperbole surrounding a guy like mccoy like has he's he hasn't he hasn't grabbed the starting quarterback position he's he's been the quintessential backup going into the season and they want him to go out there and and take this QB one spot, and he just hasn't been able to do it, and that that makes sense to me because he's thirty seven years old, coming off just getting banged and, and battered last season, dealing with the injuries that he had. Um, but you know, as far as like Colt McCoy, him being just cut worthy, I just don't think that's a real that's not realistic either. I mean, he's he's a backup quarterback. He he's going to vie for the spot. While Kyler Murray's gone, does Josh Dobbs give you more upside from that spot? Absolutely, but I just don't think he's a throwaway either. I think that that's that's. I mean, he still went what nine for twelve in the preseason, and he was throwing, he was checking down a lot, but he wasn't he wasn't making a ton of mistakes. It'll be strictly for the game management part. Yeah, I, I, I just don't see them getting rid of Colt McCoy right now, strictly because you know you can put him in and he can manage the game. He can pick up the blitz. He can get you out of certain situations. Now, is it going to be throw the ball deep every time? No. It'll be, you know, intermediate routes, right. underneath routes. Dink and dunk, if you will. And obviously, a lot of that is going to come down to that run game. If, if you can continue to have a successful run game where you're averaging at least four yards a carry every time you hand it off, then now you can include that. You can keep him in the little intermediate route game. What, but what would I say to you guys, especially you, Mr. Bobrock, <laughs> that we've had conversations the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. about, well, this quarterback room's basically set until Kyler Murray comes back. It'll be McCoy and it'll be Toon, and then maybe Blau's active on game days as an emergency. What if, what if Josh Dobbs is just here to take the place of Colt McCoy? And everything else by the falls. time Kyler gets back, but they still have to bide their time between now and then. Okay, so you you do think there's room for Colt and Joshua Dobbs? Yes. Okay. And a lot of that is coming back to what we were saying earlier, though. You know, no, this is the NFL. Nobody's job is safe, right. especially in a backup position. Nobody's job is safe, and we could be sitting here talking all this where we think Colt is for sure going to be here, and in two days, he could be the biggest. One that I, gets released. I just, I'm not ready to put a hundred percent certainty that he won't be cut. I'm not saying we're not putting if, out propaganda. Here, here's the scenario where I think that that becomes realistic, right? Okay, give it to me. Where, he, where Joshua Dobbs in practice outplays him, and it's clear to the coaching staff, and they say, Col- uh, "Colt, you're going to be the backup quarterback." And he said, "Well, that, I don't want to be backup to Josh Dobbs. I'm backup to Kyler Murray." And said, and says. I'm gonna go. Away. Do you think that's I don't within Colt? No, no. no. Okay, Cole, well then Cole, it's not Cole gonna happen. Colt wouldn't put it. I don't think he would put 
Yeah, I don't think that would be. He's going to make the, t- the team's going to retire him, right? He's Either not gonna that, just, or yeah. they're, they're going to find a way to. So you, you don't know. think they they just they call Colt McCoy into my Austin Ford's office and he's like, "Sorry, Colt, we're going to go in a different direction. We're letting you go today." I just don't see why they, I. You don't, I don't see think the benefit. That, yeah, of that. I just don't I think it benefits the team. I, I I feel part of this move was Clayton Tune's not ready, but we want to keep Tune. So we also have to, you know, I think Dobbs still is is the better option than McCoy. But, but isn't it funny though? We were talking in March and like, had they signed Josh Dobbs, we would have started the show with, well, they don't need Colt McCoy now. So they bring him in now six months later, and it's like, why are we like, okay, we're good. We got Colt McCoy and Josh Dobbs. If if they had signed Joshua Dobbs like they were supposed to do in March, like they wanted to do, there's and a Monty very said real that he confirmed my boy's report over here. They that, would it, there would have been a very real chance that they would have just said Colt. We're going to go in a different direction because they already had signed Blau at that point. They knew they were taking a quarterback in the spring. I just, something tells me that this is not set in stone just yet. But again, how how much is Colt really in this at the end of the day? Like, is he ready for the rigors of a 17-game season? And did this move signify? Because if you're Colt McCoy and you have the practice that you had this past week and you see that they're trading a pick away to bring a quarterback in, a temporary band-aid quarterback because Kyler Murray's not ready, that's an indictment on you. For sure. But if if Colt McCoy is anything like people, you know, advertise him to be, he's not gonna he's gonna see that the competition is on. And you yeah. hope that he rises to the occasion. Sure. Now, physically, can he meet those standards? That's that's gonna be what's gonna ha- that's what we're gonna find out in the next couple of weeks. But I just don't yeah, I just don't see the team saying, hey, we're gonna be in a better spot the quarterback position by just telling Colt McCoy to go away. I just don't think that that's what one of their options is. They had four tackles two days ago, and we made a case the entire offseason to keep four tackles, and they said, nope, we need the roster spot. We're going to deal from a surplus. We're going to cut it down to three tackles. I, I don't I don't know. Are they going to keep an extra couple of quarterbacks? That remains to be seen. What doesn't remain to be seen is everybody needs to go and hit that like button, subscribe to PHNX Cardinals, wherever you get your podcast, the preseason now officially, not mercifully like Kingsbury's years, but now officially done in 2023 with Jonathan Gannon and company. The Cardinals go two and one. They uh, rack up a W in their finale, 18 to 17 against the Minnesota Vikings. I thought there'd be a small chance that we might see Colt McCoy today. It's Clayton Toon. It was David Blau. Was this David Blau's last time? last snaps in a uniform with the Arizona Cardinals. That'll be interesting. I've been wrong before saying it was. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put myself in a position to be wrong again, but I, I think it was. David Blau, Colt McCoy, Jeff Driscoll, Kyler Murray, Clayton Toon, Joshua Dobbs. <laughs> it's uh, it's quite the quarterback room, well, my a, friend. That's a hell of a quarterback room. Yeah. Be, I, I, every team I played on, there was not any more than about four <laughs> quarterbacks. They got six waiting yeah. for them as they yeah. head back. To Arizona and to Tempe, we've got three, plus Emma Damon behind the scenes. Fabulous job. Your premier Arizona Cardinal coverage game day, pre, post. We're going to do this every football Sunday with the gentlemen you see here with the folks behind the scenes. So be sure to like and subscribe. Whip out your smartphone, your mobile device, what have you. We drop audio-only podcasts every so often. You don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss any content here on PHNX Sports on YouTube. Hit that like button, subscribe, ring that bell Bo Brock BG Britton Golden phenomenal job by our cards coverage today thank you guys all so much for the engagement the super chats and we will see you on Monday have a great weekend